be with the ones who have lost loved ones. Betty lost her sister Opal, who raised her. Be with Brian Tagto, and we're glad that Sandy's feeling better. Be with my brother Calvin Nobles. He's still losing blood, and he needs your care. There's just so many, and finally, I would ask you to be with my daughter Terry as she looks for outpatient cancer surgery. Be with all of those who need your healing hand, Father. Be with the ones who are caring for them. Let them use the skills they have learned to heal these people. Father, we just thank you so much for all you do for us. We would ask that you help us defeat COVID-19. We'd like to start in this country and get it defeated, and then we'd like to go to the rest of the world. So please, Father, give us the power and the knowledge that we need to defeat this horrible disease. Be with us now as we go through this service, Father. Be with us when we leave. Take care of us, protect us, and let us show you to the world around us as we go through our lives. Father, all the prayers we ask in the name of your Son and our precious Savior, Jesus. Amen. It is important for us to give thanks for the greatest gift 
and the greatest love any of us will ever know. God, through Jesus, provided atonement for sin to those who believe. 2 Corinthians 5:17 through 19 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, and the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. We now take the time to remember and to celebrate Jesus. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just, we just thank you so much, Father, that, that you had a plan for us, that through Jesus Christ, Father, that we could, we have an avenue to be with you for those of us who believe and, and follow you, Father. Thank you for that plan and please bless this bread that represents his broken body on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Continue our prayer. Heavenly Father, we again thank you for Jesus. We we acknowledge that there's nothing that, that we could do on our own, Father, that could, that could bring us close to you. It, it did take the blood of Jesus to, to wash away our sins and bring us to you. We're, we're so sorry, Father, that he had to, to suffer such a cruel death on the cross, but, but we can celebrate that he conquered death, rose from the grave, and is sitting beside you in heaven, waiting for the day when we also join you. Please bless this cup that represents that shed blood. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray real quick. 
Father God, we come before you today, Lord, we're grateful for this time where we can be together as family. Father, we're grateful for this, um, this country and the safety that we have here in this country to worship you freely and openly. Father, we're grateful for the love that we all share together and the ability to be with each other in good times and bad times, the ability to exist peacefully with one another in the midst of controversy, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion. Father, I just pray that that my thoughts today can be conveyed appropriately, that what I'm going to say leads to no confusion. Um, Father, may it glorify you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Wow, what a week, huh? What a week. It's been a crazy year, and the year seems to just keep going, doesn't it? Have you ever experienced a time like this before in your life in this country? I was supposed to be doing Judges today, and I debated on that. I've, that sermon's written, too. But I feel like there's times where you can ignore what's going on, and there's times where you can't. And I feel like right now is a time where I can't ignore what's going on, and I'm not going to allow it to affect this body to the best of my ability. So my job today is not to make decisions for you. My job today is not to tell you what's going on in the world. My job today is not to um, convince you of one side or the other. My job today, most importantly, is this, to understand, to help you understand, to, to remind you for those who just need reminded, for, um, for those who might be questioning, to help you realize that the kingdom of God is number one. That the church is number one, okay? And that there is lots of things going on in the world right now that are, used, that are being used to divide us, that are being used to uh, cause us to disagree, that are being used to make people feel isolated, make people feel separated, make people feel like they can't speak what they're thinking, And that has a chance of creeping in here, you know. That has a chance of affecting this body right here. It has a chance of affecting everybody. It is affecting many of your public bodies. So again, this is, this is going to be a weird sermon for me because... I just want to share some scriptures with you. It's really all I want to do. I want to share some things that are on my heart, um, some, some things that keep going through my head um, that are just from the scriptures. 
things I can't shake as we go through this time. So the first one I wanted to share with you was Habakkuk 1. You know, Habakkuk is a, is a minor prophet that you probably haven't heard too many lessons on in your life. Israel is in captivity. They're wondering when they're going to get out. They've been oppressed. They're struggling. And Habakkuk's calling for justice. When are we going to receive justice? When is your truth going to be shown? Okay? That's what Habakkuk, that's what, if you read all three chapters, that's what it's all about. Okay? <clears throat> Let me read it to you. I, only, I picked a few of my favorite verses out. Man, we could have went through the whole book of Habakkuk today. Very interesting. Some very deep meanings in the book of Habakkuk. I, su I suggest you read it um, this week. So verse 2 says, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help? And you will not hear. I want to stop right there, and I want you to be reminded, I want to remind you and myself that this is a common statement in the Bible. David says it. Whoever the other psalmist writers are, they say it at different times. There's been many times. Israel, remember when they're wandering through the desert? This is basically their attitude too, right? Why are we out here? Wasn't life better in Egypt? How is this better for us? This is the way that we see people in the Bible over and over and over and over again. And I want to tell you something. Part of the reason why is because you have good and you have evil. You have right and you have wrong. You have true and you have false. Okay? Just like you have black and you have white. Just like you have light and you have darkness. All right? So think about that because we've been talking for years actually Through me, at least, right? We have been talking for years. I don't want to speak for somebody else. That there's been a war on truth. I've seen it firsthand in our youth groups. That there's a war on truth. Things were, that were accepted as truth in the past for all of our lives are now being changed and corrected and, in my opinion, manipulated. So I have, to, I have to speak the truth. So understand that the Christian people, the people who followed God, that remnant of the faithful, have felt this way many times. I'm going to start over again now. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence! and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. Doesn't that sound similar to where we're at right now? So the law is paralyzed. 
and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. Look, I want you to understand that verses 2 through 4, in my opinion, this is one of the blueprints of the scheme of the devil. Okay? This is what evil's goal is. It's to surround righteousness with wicked and pervert the truth, pervert justice. It's to make those who are good in life feel like they can't win, beat you down, make you give up. Now that last verse, I wonder how many of us believe that could be for us today. I wonder how many of us believe that God still works today. Or if he's come and he's done his work and he's waiting to do his last work and everything in between, he's just going to let it roll. Are you still the bird that is fed by God every day? Are you still the grass that is watered and nourished by the sun every day? Do you know what scripture I'm referencing when I say that? Do not worry about today or tomorrow, right? Why? Because God is in control? Because God is taking care of you? Do you believe that God could do something amazing today? You know why I'm asking that? I'm going to be as honest <laughs> and without fear as I can be today and not be political, okay? Do you still believe God could do something amazing today? Is it possible? I want you to think about this. I can't shake these ideas. So if I'm crazy, maybe I am. Okay? I feel like lockdown's got us all feeling a little crazy, and I feel like social media has already pointed that out to everybody else in the room. But if there was ever a time, think about this now. If the United States was Israel, which, let me be clear, United States isn't Israel. Okay? The church is what Israel was in the Old Testament. Let's be clear about that. So I don't want to get, I don't want to get somebody twist my words. But if the United States was Israel and we were in biblical times, do you think that this moment that we're in right now would be in the Bible? I think so. A worldwide plague? Division and controversy? in the country? I think so. If you haven't been paying attention to the world, let me, let me explain something to you. It's not just happening here. We're not the only ones experiencing this moment. It's happening all over the world. 
There are people in strife. There are people in division all over the world right now. We know that. Some of it's close to us in Central and South America. Some of it's going on in Europe. And truth be told, they haven't been letting you see all of that. They haven't been. Who's they? I'm just talking about the media. They haven't been showing you everything. They haven't been. Okay? Again, I don't want to get too political here, so I'm going to move on. I just want you to realize that it is possible. In my opinion, all things are possible with God. And God still works today as he has done since the beginning of creation. And God is still in control of this world, despite the fact that Satan has power here. So what do you do in a moment like this? You know, what do you do? Does God call for, does God call for uh, violence? Of course not. Does God call for um, um, unity? Always. What do you do when you feel like things are happening that shouldn't be happening? What do you do when you feel like God's distant? God's not listening. Man, I hope we've been praying. I hope we have been praying for what's going on in our country, for what's going on in the world. Lamentations 3 is another, another scripture. I, I can't shake it. I can't shake it. It's a song, it's a song we sing. Um, and it's a reminder to me. And I, I've told you before that um, for some reason, um, Christian music, specifically hymns, devotional songs, man, they get stuck in my head during certain times. This is one of the ones that is stuck in my head. And I'll be honest, it's actually one of my least favorites. So that's awkward. I don't mean the words. I just mean the way the song sounds. It's just not one of my, you know, everybody's got their own vibe. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Look, first of all, understand this. You have an amazing relationship with God. In every situation, you have an amazing relationship with God. Not because you're amazing, because the Father is amazing. Because God is amazing, okay? And we have been studying through Israel, we have been studying the people of God and all their faults and all their failures. And how many times has God gotten so mad at him them that he just decided, you know what? I'm not gonna do what I said. How many times so far? Zero. 
Zero. The only generation that didn't get what they were supposed to get was the generation that didn't want to do God's will. Which was the generation before Canaan. God is merciful. He is. He's merciful to his people when they're in captivity. He's merciful to his people when they're a growing kingdom. He is merciful to his people when you're in good places. And he is merciful to his people when you're in bad places. That's all I'm trying to say. And I look, I understand that people have different ideas of whether we're going to a good place or a bad place. That's each person's opinion. But you know what never changes? God. You know what never changes? His promises to us. It's so interesting. I started this, the, the, the series that I've been doing, it, it, it was really to talk about the plague, the COVID. But it's amazing how it's also been so relevant for what's going on just within our own country. And I know, again, I told you a couple of these lessons were going to come. They're not comfortable. The truth isn't always exciting to talk about. The truth isn't always something that um, we can all just immediately unite around. Look at what the, the death of Jesus Christ did to the world. It's the truth, though. <laughs> He's the truth, Right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wasn't very unifying at the beginning, was it? Don't give up on hope. Don't give up on hope. Hope for a better America. Hope for a, a, a better tomorrow. Hope for a better world. But more importantly, understand that our real hope, our only hope, it's fixed. This world can go all over the place. Heaven's not going to change. Look at this one, Psalm 62, verse 5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Romans 12. I got to get to this real quick because <laughs> I'm already running out of time. Okay, Romans 12. I have a whole bunch of Romans 12 I want to read to you because, look, I want you to understand that this is how people in the church have been getting through these moments for years and years and centuries and centuries and generations and generations. Look, the narrative, right, the story that surrounds the event changes, but the events are pretty much the same throughout all of history. It's not a secret. Read your Bible. Right? 
When we look at it in detail, the events are all, they got all these different details. When we zoom back, what do we see? We see kind of a singular story, don't we? So look, we can be like the world. This is what I want to say before I read Romans 9, I mean Romans 12. We can be like the world. And we can allow our differences to divide us. We can allow our differences to make us not like each other. We can allow our differences to build animosity against each other and in our hearts. That's not who we're supposed to be. That's not who we're supposed to be. Look at Romans 12. I feel like Romans 12 has so much relevance in, in, in where, at least where my heart is at. And I know from talking to some of you that you're in the same place. Look at Romans 12, starting verse 9. It says, let your love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Man, we've had a lot of reasons to do both over the last few years. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Do not repay, do not repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Vengeance is not for the Christian. Taking matters into my own hands, that's not for the Christian. Remember when we started the whole lockdown thing, we went through Romans 13? Remember what, remember, you know what the next part is? It's about God being in control of the authorities of this world. Vengeance is not ours, right? That's what the scripture is about to say right now. Vengeance is the Lord's. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Look, what we have here is never going to satisfy us. You know that's what John 4 is all about, right? What we have here is never fully going to satisfy us. It's not. But what God gives us will always be satisfying. 
We have to rest in the Lord. We have to rest in the Lord. John 4, right? Woman at the well. I got three take-homes, I'm done. And they're simple. The first one is, in this world that is at odds with itself, do not forget who you are and do not forget whose you are. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who bought you with his blood. Don't forget his message. Don't get lost in the world's message. It is not God's will for us, the kingdom, to be divided. It is God's will for us, the kingdom, to be united. It is not God's will for the church to look like the kingdoms of the world. It is God's will for the church to look like something completely different. Man, isn't it amazing? Isn't it, wouldn't it be amazing? If the church would stop fighting amongst itself in this time? People are picking sides. You know, I'm not on social media. You know why? Because of this. I've read, I've read messages on Facebook, on Twitter, on Parler, on whatever. From other ministers that I know well, I went to college with. I've worked with for 20 years. These are supposed to be leaders of the church. And they're saying divisive things amongst the body. Who knows what's right? Right now in this moment, who knows everything about the truth? Who knows everything that's right? Who's got it all figured out? Anybody? You might think you do. I don't. This isn't a time to divide. This is a time to unify. This isn't a time to act like the world. This is a time to show the world we're different. This is not a time for hate and division. This is a time for unity and love. Don't forget who you are and don't forget whose you are. Stay together. The bond of Christ should be stronger than our differences of the world. It's time to recognize that God does not lie to us, but the world does in all kinds of different ways. There's a reason why the scriptures say the wisdom of the world is, is foolishness to God, and the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. It's time to start recognizing what we live in. And whether you like it or not, God is in control right now. He will be tomorrow. He will be the day after January 20th. He will be four years from now. Whether you like it or not. And his will is going to be done. 
on earth as it is in heaven. We need to be unified. But that doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. But we need to be unified in the blood of Christ. We need to be unified in the love of Christ. And we need to be unified in the message of Christ. Because at the end of the day, that is the only name that can save. Look, 2020 has been difficult. 2021 looks pretty exciting too. Stay strong in your faith. Devote time to prayer and reading your scripture. You know how you get discernment? You take the knowledge and wisdom of the world and you apply it to the Bible and you have discernment. If you're not reading the scripture, you can't discern what's going on. You can't see the lie. You can't see the truth. Devote time to prayer, be in scripture. And most of all, be humble. Be humble. And share love. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you been washed in his blood? Received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Had your sins washed away? Added to the kingdom of God. The kingdom, remember, that cannot be shaken. For those of us who have, be people of unity. Be people of peace. Be people of truth. If you have a need to respond to the invitation, you can come as together we stand and sing. Thanks for joining us this morning, whether it's here on the orange carpet, on your orange, orange, car- 
or on your own orange carpet and orange furniture at home. Uh, Matt, thank you for the good timely message. We should all unite. It's easy to unite in God. It's easy to unite in Christ. That's something that never changes. It's always been the same. continues to be the same. It's the hope that we have. It's not a hope that like we want or think it'll happen. It's guaranteed. And it's always we can, uh, we can hold on to. And uh, confession time, as Matt talked about Habakkuk, he said not, not everybody's heard of Habakkuk. Um, every kid's class that I've ever taught where we taught the uh, books of the Bible, I've told the kids that Habakkuk is Matt's middle name, so they all know Habakkuk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it, Matthew Habakkuk Robinson. I have passed it along for many years. So, Anywho, um, some updates. Um, on the slideshow that we have, Steve's actually updating the slideshow now with Scuba Diver. Um, anyways, the slideshow we do at the beginning that says, you know, turn off your cell phones and it's got birthdays and stuff. Steve has added uh, kind of a triage slide, things that have happened, things that we need to be aware of that have happened after the bulletin was published. Um, things change real quick right now. Um, anyways, so some of these things were on that. Some of these were in Lex's prayer, uh, make you known of those. Gail Griffin has aspirated pneumonia. She's in critical condition. Uh, she had the surgery this week to uh, repair her uh, ruptured diver diverticula and um, they got fluid into her lungs and that's uh, become much worse. So keep Gail Griffin in your prayers. Um, that was an update I saw last night. Kathy Metz is in Cape Canaveral Hospital, I believe. She has pneumonia. And Shad Duffy is at home with pneumonia. So keep all of them in your prayers. Uh, pneumonia is, uh, it sounds like a common, it's, a, it's simple, but it's, uh, it's deadly too. So anywho. Um, this is Grant's last week. He goes back to college later this week. So if you, uh, you'll miss his song leading until he comes back in the summer, if he comes back here in the summer and doesn't get an internship working for somebody else or something. Um, food pantry is tomorrow afternoon, one to three. If you're part of that crew, you probably got a job and a time slot of when you show up and what you do. If you'd like to help and you haven't really been helping, they usually pack bread right after this, right? Yep, they're gonna pack up some bread and some bags because it's the drive-through food pantry. So if you'd like to help, Walk back to the back, there's a, when you follow the smell of bread, that's exactly where it's at. So anyways, I, award, I uh, ask you to be vigilant in the world around you. Be vigilant of the uh, Arona that's out there. Be diligent and do uh, your share of that. Uh, be safe, be faithful. In Matt's sermon, I had to add it. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my
Will you bow with me, please? Most Holy Father, we are truly thankful for this opportunity to be here today, to assemble as a family, to worship you, to study your word, to hear lessons from your word. Father, we need you so much at this time. We ask, Father, that you will watch over all of us. And Father, we ask that you will hear our prayers, that you will strengthen us, that you will help us expand your kingdom, to strengthen your kingdom, to grow your kingdom. Father, please be with those who are sick and suffering. Only you can comfort and heal them, and we pray, for, we pray Father, that you will. And Father, as we go out into this world of turmoil and strife, help us to be different. We are a peculiar people. We are different. We ask you to help us to grow in our differences in the right way. And we pray, Father, that you will hear our prayers and you will look down on this great country and we ask, Father, that you heal this land. Be with us care for us, nurture us. And Father, when we fall and stumble as, as we do daily, we ask you to pick us up and set us on the right path. This we ask in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.